Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. Um, it is good to be here tonight, and uh, I'm, I'm going to not try to be on here too long. Um, you can kind of probably tell in my voice that I've got probably some, you know, you probably wonder if something, what's, what's going on, something's up, you know, and I understand everyone's concerns and stuff. Um, and so I'm going to just, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to be on here too long tonight. Um, this may only just be. A very lengthy devotional but I'm not gonna stay on here probably too long um, but before we get into everything um, let's get into prayer requests um, I know brother Joey would appreciate your prayers I've got other brothers and sisters that would appreciate your prayers I'm not gonna mention them by name but I know they would, uh, they would appreciate your prayers. Um, I myself would very much appreciate uh, your prayers. And um, it's not, it's been a really rough week so far. Um, very, very rough week, which is why I'm not in a suit or tie today. Um, it's just I've been struggling very much a lot and um, it's Lately, it's been a very, very much just of a struggle. And I just want to apologize ahead of time for anyone that I may have gotten, any, for anyone that may have been upset with me or if I've done anything wrong. It has nothing to do with you. Um, it's just, this has just not been a good week for me. Okay, I'm trying to get better, but this has not been a good week, and I don't know why. I don't know why, to be honest with you. I don't, I just do not know why. It has not been a very good week, so I ask you for your prayers. I ask you for, for your prayers for my ministry. Um... And, uh, <clears throat> before, you know, actually, you know, before we get into that, I just wanted to say a few things first and kind of get some, I, I kind of want to get, I kind of want to just kind of get into some things first before we get into what's been going on with me. Um, because I think. This is just more important than than what I have to say. Um, 
So if you have your Bibles, um, just some things I just want to share with you guys. Um, Matthew chapter 13 verse 57 says, And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and his own house. You also have uh, Mark chapter 6 verse 4 which says something similar. It says, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And so, <clears throat> when you take a look at this, these scriptures, um, you know, Jesus said, I came not to bring peace, but a sword. And Jesus said that even um, the enemy, the, your enemies would be, your enemies would be, you know, he, Jesus talks about how your enemies would be the members of your um, the, you know, the members of your own home. And so, um, I'm not going to get into too much, but there, these scriptures have really become so surreal to me. And as much that when I was gone on vacation, which I want to let everyone know that I am back and I want to thank you all for your prayers. Um, but when I was gone, um, my vacation was not the greatest. Um, I felt very vexed. Um, my whole, my, most of my vacation, most, not all, but most of my vacation was vexation. And, um, I'm going to kind of multitask here. And, um, So anyways, I, um, I was, I felt very vexed. I felt, um, I felt as if I was being mocked. And not just me alone, but God and sin and other things that were, that were being mocked. And I won't get, I'm not going to get into too much, but I just, just gonna say that it's just most of my vacation was was vexation um, so you know when you see there's gonna be cases in people's lives when you will have people that will be born again and you've got their families that are not and a lot of times, 
you're going to have you're going to have individuals that will have lost family members that will vex them and that will mock them for what they believe and what that is is basically what I just read here in Matthew 13:57 and Mark 6:4 that Jesus said unto them a prophet is not without honor okay in other words that a prophet has honor pretty much pretty much a prophet has honor and the only places that a prophet doesn't have honor is within his own country his own kin and his own house his own family they don't have honor in and amongst those things and you see that the, the, the people there were offended um, the people were offended at Jesus and um they were offended. And um, please forgive me. I'm kind of multitasking here. So you get you get you get people that will be vexed by their own people by their own families. And it's actually a, a sad situation. And um but I want us to just take a moment here and think about these two verses. When you take a look at these two verses on how a prophet is not without honor save in his own country and his own kin and family, when you think about this, Jesus says that no servant is greater than his master. Okay? But just think about it. Just think about what it means to follow Jesus, even in today's age. Count the cost. Count the cost. In other words, there is a cost. There is a cost that we all pay to follow Christ. Unfortunately, my personal cost was having to leave my entire family, both my left and the right. Now, I 
and I also had to leave my job up in Minnesota, which I got another one, but I had to leave my family to follow Christ. That was my cost. Now, that is not an unusual cost because when you take a look at the disciples, a lot of those disciples forsook their families and their livelihoods to follow Christ. They did. And, um... The disciples forsook their families and their livelihoods just to follow Christ. Now, I want to say this. That Jesus promised a hundredfold return for those who left their, their families and their jobs to follow, to follow Christ. That there would be a hundredfold uh, return. And I can't even spell today. Um, I gotta find it in the Gospels though here. Um, cause I want I want to look up this. Here we go. Matthew chapter 9 verse 29. It says, And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So we see that when you follow Christ, there is a cost. And all the disciples, and even now, when Jesus calls somebody... And when you've got someone that leaves and leaves their whole family to go follow Christ, Jesus promises a hundredfold, a hundredfold return. And so, my cost, like a lot of the disciples, was I had I left my family. And I say that because God had put me, has put me in a place apart from my family. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. God has called me down here in Fort Smith. God has put me at a church in Alma. I love my church family. I do. I love my church family. I love I love where I'm living at. I do. And so I know 
that Christ will give a hundredfold back. He'll give a hundredfold back to me. Even though it's hard to see that. That's what he promises. Um, but with that said, I kind of want to just take this time and get, in a, and get into a little bit with, with y'all about where I'm at, where I'm at right now. Lately, I've been having a lot of, I've been dealing with a lot of struggles, a lot of emotional issues. Um, now some people will say, well, you need to go check, get checked out with a psychologist and do, listen, if I want to pump my body full of drugs, I'll go see a psychologist, but I don't want my body pumped full of medication. Okay. The, ther the only therapy I need is God's people. Well, first and foremost, God and God's people. But I've been finding myself at times very down um just very not myself um this week has not been a good week because just with everything that I'm dealing with um I have a very I struggle a lot not every time but a lot of times ever so often I struggle with loneliness I do I'm a 32 year old man I live by myself I've got family 700 miles from me I've got family that's an hour and a half away from me I struggle with loneliness. And I think the reason why I do is because a big part of that is because I earn and desire to be married with kids. And that's tough. When you know a man that is in his 30s, called to preach, single, it's a tough life. Hey, brother, good to see you. Um, it's a tough life. But one of my biggest things that I struggle with is loneliness. I know some brothers and sisters have suggested uh, maybe getting a dog or a cat. I, I would love to get a dog or a cat. And they're probably right. It might actually help. But just the way things are, I just don't think that's going to be suitable for me. good to see you brother too god bless you um
for someone that's called to preach, someone that's even eventually called a pastor, it's really tough to be single. Especially now. One of the things that, gave, that has given me comfort is the fact that I'm probably going to be struggling with some things till I get married. And once I get married, a lot of the stuff that I will struggle with will sort of dissipate. And um, for those who know me, know that I have a tendency to be very hard on myself. Um, especially when I fall, when I make a mistake, when I sin. I have a tendency to be hard on myself than I should. And I sometimes think that that can be kind of um, a stumbling block to accepting a reality in which that I, you know, I can expect perfection on myself, but that's never going to happen. And it won't happen till I go home. Yes, in a true sense, it is good to kind of get a little hard on yourself, but people who know me know I'm way harder on myself than I should be. And everybody that I know tells me to take a chill pill, which I probably should. I probably should just take a chill pill and chillax. But I also tend to think that because of my habits of, be, of being harder on myself, it tends to be a stumbling block in areas of not accepting reality as it should. And maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. If I'm wrong, then tell me I'm wrong and I'll, I'll repent for it. Um, but anyways to kind of get back into what I was saying is I do struggle with loneliness I do um, and it's hard for me it's hard for me because I'm in a position where I'm I'm probably going to be held to a higher standard than anybody else because of the calling on my life. And, um, but I will be held to the same standard as other pastors that are behind the pulpit. And so, I take that very seriously. And people who know me and know who I, how I am, know my heart. You all know where, all of y'all that know me know where my heart lies. That's true, brother. That's true. And I think, too, if you don't mind me saying so, brother, I think 
because of who I am and the habits I have of being hard on myself, I think is a hindrance of being able to glory in those inform infirmities. And I'll tell you why. Because you know that I'm a lot harder on myself than I should be, but when I have that tendency to do that, that becomes a wall. A, not a good wall that needs to be taken down in order to see the reality that I need to glory, glory in those inform, in, infirmities and not condemn myself. As the Bible says, as God says, that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You know, it's interesting. It's, you know, those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But God says that if you don't believe, you are already condemned. There's already condemnation to you, to those who don't believe. So when you become a when you become born again, you pass from being condemned to not being condemned. Because Christ was condemned in our place. And these last few days have just been hard for me. I'm sorry, y'all, but these last few days have just been really, really tough. I've had moments where I felt very useless. I felt as if I don't have a I don't have a use anymore. I felt as if I'm never gonna ever have a wife and get married and have kids. Just just a whole twist amount of emotions that I've been having to deal with that have just really put me in a hole. A very dark hole, as you as as, as I would say. And I just want to tell you all that I love you all very much. More than anything, I love you all very, very, very much. Words can't describe how much I love you all. And all I want to do is to love the Lord and serve Him. But sometimes I just I just feel that I just won't live up to it. And I know I can. That's why I need Christ. I really was not wanting to do a video today because I just was not feeling very I just wasn't feeling it 
I just didn't feel like doing a video today, but I would be doing a disservice to God and to God's people if I didn't, you know, do one today. Um, but this probably won't be put on YouTube or Sermon Audio. I'm just going to keep it on Facebook so you all can watch it for yourselves. Um, I don't know what's going on with me. I really don't. I don't know why I'm getting a... I spoke to Brother Joey yesterday and he, he says I'm getting attacked and I, I just don't know how or why or why I'm even getting attacked in the first place. It, it's tough. I don't know if it's because of, of a sin that I committed of like a few months back that's that's caused all the, these these attacks. I don't know, but this this has been pretty bad. I mean, it's almost a, it's almost affected my work. It's affected. I mean, actually, it, it's it somewhat has affected my work because I've been very quiet and kept to myself, not thinking as straight as I probably should. It's affecting my ministry. It's just affecting everything. And that's why I, 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 I need prayer. If there's anything right now that I need, it's prayer. And for those of you that have been praying for me and ask and, and, and just interceding interceding for me, I kind of feel like some of your prayers may be starting to slowly be answered because I am kind of getting better. But there's just so much that's aiming at me right now. Now, I don't know if maybe this is God's way of maybe trying to put me, uh, you know, trying to give try to give me a pastor's heart, you know, for the lost. Could be. I don't know. Um, I don't know why I'm getting... And going through the things I'm going through. I don't understand it. Because it came. It literally came like out of nowhere. Right like as. As. It was as I was getting home. As I got home from my week's vacation. Um, it just. I was struck with loneliness. And it really spiraled out of control. I don't know why. I, I don't have any answers for you. And this is probably just wishful thinking, but who knows? Maybe this might be a step towards getting a wife. I don't know. Maybe my days of getting a wife will be getting closer than I anticipate. I don't know. But it's... This is... I mean, it's it's just... It's really...
I hate to use the word shooken up, but that's kind of what it feels like. But just rest assured, I'm not going to give up on my videos. No. I'm not giving up on my videos. I'm not giving up on preaching. You know, that could be. I think you're right, brother. I think you're right. And unfortunately, brother, I'm probably going to have to get used to it because the moment that I become a pastor and get behind a pulpit and start leading a flock, it's just going to get worse. So who knows, maybe this is more preparation work to being a pastor. But I'm not going to give up on preaching. I'm not going to give up on on that. See, I'm kind of like Peter. I always have I always have something that I need to say. You know, when you read about Peter's life, he's always had something to say. And you know, Peter was like the leader of the apostles. But I'll tell you, sometimes Peter had foot-to-mouth disease, meaning he opened his mouth and stuck his foot in it. And it was not always a good thing either. Because some of the stuff, you know, that Peter said and came out to say, he had to be corrected by Jesus. Jesus had to correct him. But you want to know something? Peter, be God gave him grace, gave him favor, and you want to know something? Peter, on the day of Pentecost, won 3,000 souls to the church. Peter had a gift of preaching, teaching. He probably even had a gift of prophecy too. You know why? Because whatever God told him, he spoke. I don't about I don't know about you, but I see myself as kind of like a Peter. Because I always have something to say. I've got a big mouth. It's not, and that's not necessarily a good thing either. But you know what? I don't know about you all, but you know, I, maybe I should put this on YouTube. I should. Why should I? Why should I try to hide? Why should I try to hide these natural videos for? If I do that, then I give a false impression of myself. So I probably will put this on YouTube. I probably will. Brother, I love you too. God bless you and... And, uh... I appreciate you tuning in for a little bit. God bless you, brother. <clears throat>
I love all my brothers and sisters. But you know, sometimes You know, it's just, I, I can be, sometimes I can be very outspoken. And like Peter, sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. It gets me in trouble. You know, I notice that when I go to Pastor Mike's or, or even, uh, um, even some other churches that I know very well, and, and even Pastor Cooley's church, it's like, Anytime they're preaching, things start to come up in my spirit. And it's like, I just want to say it. 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 I always have something to say. But can I tell you something? There's always a right place and a right time for things. There's always a right, there's always a good time and a good place to say something. But there's also a not so good time and a not so good place to speak. Sometimes we just need to keep quiet. Amen. Sometimes we just need to keep quiet. And sometimes when I find myself something popping up, popping up out of me that I want to say, sometimes I usually wait till, you know, a lot of times if, if I can't get the opportunity to, I'll wait till after the service and I'll go up to the pastor and say, hey, I just wanted to just let you know, you said this and this sort of came up and this, this, this sort of came up and I just want to share it with you. Because I think it, compl I think it compliments on what you preached on. You know, so it's just, it's been a rough few days. It's been a rough few days. And, um, so y'all pray for me. All right. I could, I, I, I could use your prayers. You all pray for me. <clears throat> and I, I, I would appreciate that very much. So, anyways, I appreciate that. Thank you. I really do. Also, pray for me at work, too. I think there are some things that the Lord wants to do. Um, I think there's some things the Lord wants to do there. That um, devils don't like. And so, and I'm sorry I'm not dressed up. I'm kind of just casual today because I just, I just really didn't really feel like coming on here. And I only felt like being here for like maybe like 20, 30 minutes. And by George, it's almost 40 minutes. 
You know what I'm saying? But I just want to, I just want to just, just, just say something here, okay? When you follow, and I, I want to say this in closing. When you follow Christ, there is a pri there is a cost to following Christ. But can I tell you that no matter what that cost is, even if it's the cost of you leaving your family, your job, and all that, just to follow Christ, Christ promises a hundredfold return. He does. And that's biblical. That is scriptural. Okay, that is scriptural. Um... Boy, it's been a long day. I'm tired. I am tired. But, you know, there is a cost to following Christ. What's your cost? My cost to follow Christ, part of my cost anyways, um, that I'm that I'm away from my family. I had to leave my family from Minnesota. And it's not because I had to. I chose to because it was a bad situation. I chose to leave to leave them. Because, you know, there's it it was what it's what it was what God wanted and I had to, and and God brought me down here. I don't know, I, brother. I I don't know if I would I would say I have a great reward because, honestly, I'm 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 a wreck right now. I'm trying to get better. It's just the last few days I was a wreck. But the point I want to say is that the the disciples they forsook their families and their jobs just to follow Christ. As a matter of fact, they have a greater reward. They probably have a greater reward than my, than me. But there's going to come a cost. And if, if you don't mind me saying, there's coming a day where everyone every Christian in America is going to pay the same cost. And you know what that cost is? That cost is going to be a prophet is not without honor save in his own country. Meaning that one of these days every single Bible believing Bible believer in America is going to have no honor amongst our own people. Do you know why? Because there's a lot of people in America that are God haters. And they hate Bible believers. For whatever reason, they just hate them. They hate us. 
will have no honor amongst those people. And pretty soon every Bible believer I every Bible believer is going to pay that 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 cost. That's going to be the cost of serving Christ in America soon. I want you to think about that. Think about that in terms of Matthew chapter 24. Amen. I love my family very much. I do. I just, it makes me sad that I've got family that doesn't seem like they want to repent right now. I hope they repent in the future. Because I don't want to, I don't want them going to hell. I don't want them going, I don't want my, I don't want any of my family going to hell. And a lot of them are lost. But there's going to be a cost to following Christ. Now, I know there are those who claim to love Christ and they break and boast about about uh, you know loving Christ but hating Bible believers and I just want to ask you I want to ask those people something if Christ appeared to you and he said follow me and that follow me consisted of you leaving your family and your jobs for the sake of following Christ would you do it in other words would you be willing to forsake your job, your livelihood, and even your family to go follow Christ? Would you do it? That would be actually really interesting. You know, yeah, that's true. But you know, a lot of those in his hometown were they 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 were offended at him. They were offended at him. And so Jesus didn't do much miracles there because of unbelief. And so you know it is what it is. But remember that a servant is not greater than his master. If the world hated Jesus, it's going to hate you. And it will hate me. And it will hate everybody who follows Christ. Because, because of Christ. But Christ gives us comfort by his spirit. And the only way that you can actually gain comfort through His Spirit is through His Word and prayer and fellowship. Those are like the only few avenues that God will use. But the primary way of God giving you comfort is through His Word.
Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. You know, I didn't want to be on here for very long, but shoot, it's almost it's almost been an hour already. I can't believe it. It's probably there's probably a reason why I'm still on. Good reason for it too. But remember that there's gonna be a cost when following Christ. I cannot I cannot imagine all these all those who profess Christ, I cannot imagine them. I cannot. I'm, I. I will be very astounded to see what what they would say if I asked them, "How many of you would you forsake everybody and everything to follow Christ?" I bet you a lot of them wouldn't do it. I bet you a lot of them wouldn't do it. I know it's going to sound weird. Okay? I know it's going to sound weird. But in John chapter 6, verse 66. Check this out. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And this is not talking about the original 12. These are talking about other disciples that followed Christ. They said, no, we don't want to follow him anymore. And prior to that, this is what Jesus said. It says that he said, therefore... Said I unto you, that no man can come on come unto the Father except it were given unto him of my Father. And that next following verse is when you see that a portion of the of the of the disciples decided to to, to not follow him anymore. Can I ask you a question? How many of those, all those disciples who decided not to follow him anymore? I wonder if they were truly actually saved. Think about that. Think about that. How many of those actually were not even saved in the first place? Because let me tell you something. If you were if you are truly saved. God fills you with His Spirit. And He seals you to the day of redemption. Can I get an amen from God's people on that? Christ will seal you, seal you with His Spirit. But you see, these disciples decided not to follow him anymore. You know, the only way that you can be saved is for the Holy Ghost to bring you to Christ. You cannot get saved willy-nilly. 
The Holy Ghost has to draw you to Christ. And by the way, in the process of that, he's going to convict you of your sin. The Holy Ghost will convict you and draw you to Jesus. Why? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit points you to Christ. Oh, by the way, you know what else points you to Christ? The law, the Ten Commandments, the very thing that you cannot keep shows you of your sin, shows you of your need of a Savior. That's what the Holy Ghost does. Points you to Christ, convicts you of your sin, shows you that you are in need of a Savior. That's how you get saved. Salvation is not you parroting a prayer after me and boom, you're saved. That's, that's not how salvation works. Salvation is when the Holy Ghost convicts your heart of sin. You repent of your sin and he draws you to Christ. The Holy Ghost has to draw you to Christ. In other words, the Father, His Spirit will draw you to Christ. That's how you get saved. And by the way, that conviction that one receives when they get saved, that's just the beginning. Because once you're saved and you're sealed, expect more conviction. Expect more chastening. Expect chastening to happen. And pardon my French, but if you are not a child of God, you are, as what the Bible says, is a bastard. Which means you are an illegitimate child. And you know you are a child of God when you receive chastening from God. You can tell by their fruits. By their fruits, you sh ye shall know them. Wow, I don't know why. I don't know what the point of all that was. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't even know why I said all that. But listen, if there's someone, listen, if there's someone that's watching this or will watch this, hopefully that might, you, you might understand what real salvation is. You want to know something? Jesus said... That not one jot or one tittle of the law will pass away until all be fulfilled. So let me tell you something. When, when the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God for reproof, for correction, for instruction, for instruction of righteousness. That means the law too. You know what that means? That even today the law still has use. 
but the law, but the use of the law is not what you think. You use the law to a lost sinner to help point them and show them their sin as well as their need for Christ. So all this trash about, well, well, the Old Testament, that's just for the Jews. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not for the Jews. And, there, and, and there's not certain New Testament books that are just for the Jews. No. All scripture is for everybody. I don't care if you're Jew or Gentile. By the way, Peter said, he said, I perceive that God is no respect of persons. So by the way, so guess what? If you believe that there are only certain things for the Jews, then what you're calling God is a respect of persons, which means you're basically saying that God's a sinner. Do you know why? Because respect of persons or favoritism is sin. So I don't want to hear this trash that there are only certain scriptures for the Jews. That's a bunch of fried bologna on a stick. Just being honest. If you think there are only certain books for us and not for the Jews, you're playing favoritism. And you're also accusing God of being, being favoritistic. God has no respect of persons. I don't care if you're Jew or Gentile. He's going to do things by the book. None of this mamby-pamby books. Only, only certain books are for Jews and the other ones are for Gentiles. Give me a break. All, you're, all they're really doing is cherry-picking their favorite ones because they know the other scriptures convict them. That's why they do it. bunch of mamby pamby sissies that can't grow up and get a backbone and get things straight you know it's almost like you have to be kind of like joe biden to them you have to write note cards telling them this is what this is this is what that is it's actually really sad you know here's the thing and i'm not trying to make fun of joe biden but when you've got a president in office that has to use note cards to tell him what to say or what to do, that's a sad thing. That shows me that he is not mentally capable of holding that office. I'm just being real. People don't have, people need to like, oh, this world, I'm telling you, this world drives me nuts. I'm just, mmm. You know, and, and I, I, I'm, I, you know what, I, I am going to put this out on YouTube. I, I don't care. If people want to bash me because I get emotional sometimes, then I don't care. Yeah, you're right. He'll just stamp anything. But you know why? You know why he does that, brother? Is because he's not running the show. 
someone else is running the show and he's and they're telling him to stamp whatever's on his desk. He probably doesn't read it. He's just told to just stamp it. And if he does read it, I highly doubt that he actually understands what's written in those things. And if he does, he probably just doesn't care. He's just following orders. But either way, Joe Biden needs to... Listen, he needs to get saved. Yeah, he's a string puppet, but that, he, he, he needs to get saved. Will he get saved? I don't know. He's... I mean, he's... You take a look at some of the stuff that he's done with his son and stuff. It's just, it's, it's, it's disgusting. God may have already turned him over. I don't know. I hope not. I don't want to see him go to hell. But this, this, I'm telling you, this work, this nation is in trouble. We are in big trouble as a nation. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He is a Catholic. But that 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 don't mean much. If he's a Catholic, he's just another he's just in a Babylonian witchcraft. That's all it is. <clears throat> it is what it is. Wow, I've been here on an hour already. You know, I'm actually kind of glad I did a video today. Kind of glad I didn't actually do Matthew chapter 11 today. I'll probably do that some maybe next week. Because I think there may have been some things that I said that needs to be brought out and, you know, stuff like that. So, praise God. Praise God. Um, so yeah, yeah, I want, I, I don't, anybody have a suggestion on what you want to call this for, call this video as a title? Watching the days of Noah. Now I'm going to exhort you on something. Be careful. Be careful on what they show. Um, because there might be stuff in there that's not biblical. So always defer back to the King James Bible. If you if you always defer back to the King James Bible, you'll be safe. Because a lot of the stuff they put out there is just trash. Like, it's unbiblical trash. Man, I got fired up today. I don't listen. What is the temperature? At, what, what's the temperature? What's all? What's what's all your temperatures out today? For all you guys that are watching, what is your temperature? My temperature, I think, here in Arkansas was like almost a hundred, little over a hundred degrees. I came home and flipped on the uh, AC because it was like. Wow, 85? Holy smokes. You guys got it a lot cooler. We got it hot. Brother Chris, if I had to take a guess, I bet you your temperature was almost close to as Arkansas's. 
if I had to take a wild guess, I bet you you probably hit the hundreds today with the heat index. You guys got 87 and a bunch of rain? Huh, shoot. How come we don't get that? How come we don't get that kind of weather over here? Shoot, every summer it's like a hundred and some odd degrees and humid and when it rains it cools off and then after that it's just hot. No. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, I'm sure it probably was hot over there too, like just even during the... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because I think Louisiana is kind of the same way because they're like right on the Gulf of Mexico. But there's like areas in that state where it just gets really brutal. Um, okay, uh... I'm guessing NC is North Carolina. Could develop in a tropical storm or weaker. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, I'm sure you probably get a lot of that too. I'm sure you do. Keep We'll keep them in prayer. Oh, um, by the way, um, Brother Chris... Uh, after I'm done here, and I'm going to be done here shortly, um, I'm going to message you on your Facebook. Not like I, like I'll message you through Messenger if you, if you get what I'm saying. But it won't be long. Just want to just touch base with you on something. Um. By the way, y'all see like my painting. Look at that. I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. There's eagle. This is one of my favorite paintings. One of my favorite paintings. I like the painting. By the way, I just want to say, yeah, it is nice. I, I just want to say I am actually getting a little better. Um, just even doing the video, actually, like, I was just really not in the mood of doing a video at all. But now that I've been doing a video for, I've been doing a video and kind of, like going at it for almost an hour, I actually, I, I can, I can tell, I can kind of tell that I'm starting to kind of get a little better. So, yeah. Well, um, I'm thinking I'm going to cut it short. I, I'm not short, but I'm, I think I'm going to, that's going to probably be it for, um, for, for, for this. Um, just a reminder, uh, I'll be, Lord willing, I'll be probably be preaching something Sunday evening. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I do have your number. That's true. I can call you too. Um, I might be, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to be preaching on, um, on Sunday, but Lord willing, I'll probably be doing something on Sunday, uh, on Sunday night, uh, after church. Cool, cool. We can talk. That's fine. Not an issue. We can talk. Um, I'm going to probably put, um, Matthew chapter 11, I'm going to probably put off to next week. Okay. That will be next week, Lord willing. But, um, I'm not, I, I but I won't, but I wasn't going to do it tonight. So next, uh, next week will be Matthew 11 and then, uh, Sunday, Lord willing, I don't know, um, all right, sounds good, brother. I'll, I'll, I'll message you too on, on uh, by text just to let you know I'm calling. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, that's that's gonna be it. So I'm just kind of rambling on and on and on, but I will probably put this on on YouTube because I think there are some things that I said in this video that need to be put out there. Okay, so I'm gonna do it. And I don't care what people, if people want to hate me or you're dislike me or whatnot. So, anyways, um, so I'll do that. And then, uh, I don't know when to do Sunday night after church, but we'll see. But uh, next week I will do Matthew 11. I do ask you for your prayers. Um, please continue to pray for my ministry, my videos. Pray that God would take and do with them as he pleases. Amen. Um... So yeah, so that's all I got for tonight. Um, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a good night. And uh, we'll talk to you later, alright? God bless you guys. See ya. Bye.